0: Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl.
1: And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe.
0: All right, let's talk about Drugs. (laughs)
1: Curious 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 I like how when you buy weed in Montreal they call it a set for 7 grams.
0: The store calls it that? No,
1: I oh, I don't I doubt okay. it, but like you know before it was legal back in the day. Yeah During Prohibition (laughs) Allegedly purchasing (laughs) No I bought that shit (laughs) Come after me bro (laughs) I I just like it Like people were like Why do you call it a set And I'm like I just like I thought about it for 10 seconds And I I was like Some friend from Calgary Asked me or something And I was like Oh shit Why do we call
0: it a set Because it's seven in French A set Mind blown Is that really the reason Yeah That's fucked I never knew that It has to be Set It makes sense
1: like an ounce they called Like uh, the slang was an O Yeah I guess that's efficient Ounce is like one syllable anyway You can just say ounce <laughs> An O <laughs>
0: But one a set, set. One yeah. set That's so funny
1: There's no cool number for 14 There's no cool name you for 14 dolls. They would just say, Yeah they would just say 14 get A, a 14s. cat would be cool but If you had, you had, had an S at the end
0: of it A 14s 14
1: Yeah that's No that is That's exa- that's exactly it yeah. A
0: 14 Someone will say that 14s yeah. That's so funny What do you say for like a 21 <laughs> just fucking 21s. Tw- <laughs> <laughs> Almost an O. <laughs> an AO. What's an O? It's 28th? I thought so, yeah. Yeah? Okay. All right, brother. Math
1: conversions.
0: What's up, man? Nothing at all. <laughs>
1: like,
0: That's perfect.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, something interesting happened to me yesterday. Yeah, I mean, well, interesting. It's debatable. But I meditated in the morning, and I haven't in a while. And I sat down for 20 minutes. I tried to go deep. I just, like, really centered myself. Whatever you want to call it. Meditation practice it just and i'm also bringing it back to like a a simple mindfulness technique not really like a profound theta brainwave meditation like i'm just focusing on my breath or something trying to bring it back to basics cuz i lost my practice a lot lately mm. and uh i don't know i guess i'm i'm realizing that two things one this is actually really big but i'm just going to gloss over it i my practice has been so on and off and I realized that anyone in my immediate circle, I'm doing a huge disservice to like the name of yoga in their minds because they think I'm practicing yoga and they see me still like just wigged out about like life things. And mm. and I realized that like it's a it's like a facade I didn't even realize I was putting on, you know, so I'm I'm genuinely fucking that up for people. Who might have been like, "Oh, yoga's cool. Look how much better Sammy's doing." And it's mm. like, "Nope." <laughs> and they they think I'm practicing though, and I have okay. to be like, "No, I'm actually." But yeah. I I have like a tendency to be humble. I yeah. tell people I suck at music, and they're always like, "Bro, you're amazing. I saw you play guitar." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not like there's there's people who actually know what they're doing. Like I just I just have like you gotta tricks. cut that crap. <laughs> but I, but I, it's 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 just basic. It's not even humility. It's just like I know. Okay, look, there's this thing called the Dunning Kruger effect. And, and it just means that the dumber you are, the more you think you're good at stuff because you don't know better. Mm. Well, dumb, I don't know. Dumb is kind of like a mean way of saying it. But the, the more informed you get about a topic, the more you realize you don't know anything. Yeah. So there's, a rever- there's an inverse relation on how confident you feel about something as you get better at it. So I'm like an intermediate, like I can play a lot of instruments. I don't know scales. If you tell me, okay, we're an A minor, like I got to, th- I just got to hear what you're playing. It's all by ear and it's all wishy-washy. Nice. I didn't put the time and same thing with yoga. But let's say there's a band playing or something. Can you just jump in and you'll be good? N- yes and no. Okay. Like not clean. Like that. I went on. I went to a jam, like a public jam at a venue. It was really fun with a friend oh. of mine. And wow. these these guys were speaking a language that I just didn't know. My friend put it that way. He's like, "You're not. You don't speak the language of music yet. Hmm. You're like a toddler. Like you can put a lot of ideas together and you have your own way, but like, it's like it's like a second language. Like you. If I say, you know, like like I said, like if we're, we're playing in C." Mm. I don't know where that is. I mean, like, I I can kind of figure it out. I have, I have a little bit of experience, but I can't just be like, okay, like that scale, and then yeah. know how to move that scale so that I can keep soloing, like when the guy changes chords or something. Like, okay. I can't do that. I have to all has to, to be by ear. So if a, as your as your example, like if I'm jamming with people, I can't really hear myself mm. perfectly, especially because my ears are like not great anymore, and I it's harder even then to find. It's almost like I have to stop everyone and be like oh okay like that's what that sounds like and then you know it's it's clunky
0: it's always amazed me that I had a friend he passed away a long time ago but he was such a good musician like he would just jam on the on, I used to make music you know about that years ago I had a whole studio and everything like Fruity Loop style like you
1: made yeah. music on a
0: well I had a, I had a whole studio computer. at some point I had a workstation keyboard I was using Reason okay uh, Cubase and then I had a mixer I had a, like a bunch of shit and just like buying sounds and creating <coughs> this whole fucking thing and I would just I would create the song it was a hip mostly hip hop instrumentals And my buddy is like a fucking master of the piano. And he came over and I showed him a song. He's like, oh, so you did this. He just played the first thing I added. Mm. And he literally broke down my song in two minutes. The whole, all the sounds individually, he played it for me. Uh, He's just got the the hours. Yeah. And then my phone rang during, and then he just started, it was like a Beethoven song at the time. And then he starts playing along to the (laughs) phone ring. I'm like, can't (laughs) even help it. Yeah, it was just like part of it, and I was like, Holy fuck, there's levels to this game. I, I remember when I was a kid,
1: you just gave me like a random memory, but like when we were all learning how to play music in grade school, mm. and we had those recorders, like those tiny <laughs> plastic, like straight flutes there. I remember those, I don't things. know why it's called a recorder, that's confusing, but um, I, I like I I, shined, people were surprised, like, like, like they're, they're, we were we were about to play this game, like exactly like you're saying, like the teacher would play something, and then they would. We would try to play it back. Hmm. And she's just explaining the rules sort of of the game and I start playing back what she's playing. And then like she she's like, Oh, that was good. And then she plays a little something else and then I play it back. <laughs> and then we did that for like like two minutes. Like it was just <laughs> me and her and the whole class is like, like, Oh fuck, fuck, Sammy's got yeah. music chopped. I was like in grade one, you know, so everyone's impressed wow. and shit. But like that just to say, like I had exposure, I guess, like I had music. Is that your
0: first time playing the recorder or you guys were kind of seasoned into it at that time. Not seasoned, but it wasn't the first time.
1: Okay. Like they had gave it to us, cool. I think we were able to bring it home. I'm sure I fucked around with it a little bit, but it's like I could already kind of speak through mm. it. And it's a simple instrument, you know, but like yeah. then it then I played the clarinet and I played the saxophone like this is kind of evolution and it just kind of died because it was all in high school. Sax is a beautiful sound.
0: Oh, it really. is Fuck A guy came
1: know. to the jam with a sax actually oh, and he man. fucking ripped it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to make it sound good like we had a you know the drums the guitar the yeah. bassist was really clean also he knew what mm. he was doing he was like holding up everybody when he left it kind of like died down oh really but the saxophone guy came in and he was just ripping it also like really where was talented. this uh, i don't i'm bad with fit like it's 3d like a bar space was just like, yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's called uh hemisphere gauche like left hemisphere yeah
0: Very cool name. Yeah. That's like a perfect bar name. It's
1: funny. I liked it. And it's just for players or people can go there and just watch? It's a jam night. I think it was, uh, it's like Sunday nights or something. And uh, there's like, it's completely dead. There's like a few people who will come in to watch and listen. A lot of people came in like intrigued also because Mm. they're just passing by. And then my friend even pointed it out. He goes, everybody looks, nobody comes in. But then like one or two people come in Wow. and they just sit there, they grab a beer and they listen to people fucking around. I need
0: to fuck with that more, man. It's, dude there. it's
1: so cool especially cuz like there's this kind of like build up you mm. know like we're not a band we don't know what's going on but we all kind of speak this language and then there's this chaos mm. and we and then like let's say the drummer just kind of do do it's kind of like he listens to like, you just single something out. Like, the bass yeah. starts making sense, and you start drumming to it. The guitarist just conforms to it or something, and nice. then you just suddenly have a song. Yeah. And then some guy, some old guy walks up and starts singing, oh. making up lyrics or something, or or it just sounds enough like a song. Yeah. I remember they were playing something, and the mic was set up, and it kind of, like, it was bluesy, so it kind of sounded like this other song. So I just leaned to my friend, and I started singing the song in his ear, and then I kind of, like, point to the Mike, because yeah. i know he knows the song i know he knows the words and he go he just kind of understood he walks up starts singing it and it fucking wow. worked and i was like that's awesome man that, I, that's, I have a client who's a bass, so
0: bass guitarist and uh, a bass player and uh he told me that exact thing <clears throat> it's literally a, a conversation when you're playing like a jam and you're communicating with that person's instrument and yeah. it's like you, you say something they respond and then it's a full conversation and then someone jumps in with it like a little a little a little something else, and then you you like a three way conversation. It's just literally that, yeah. so it's cool you use that analogy because he said the same thing. It's it's like it's almost not an analogy anymore. Like people, it's it's a nice way of
1: putting it mm-hmm. so that you 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 it shifts into this other context and you can learn it with a different spirit. Hmm. But it's true. Like yeah. there, there's this amazing TED talk, or it's it's by TED, but it's like a guy. It's just like a voiceover and they're just watching him play. He's a really good bassist. I cannot remember his name right now. Okay. He's so talented. He has two other brothers who are like amazing at guitar and drums and stuff like that. And they they had a band. I'm trying to remember his name. Anyway, if you Google music as a language and then just write Ted or something, you see this guy. He's like a chubby dude. He's a black dude. He's playing the bass. He's like he's playing like a amazing grace. He's using like natural harmonics wow. and he's untuning it as he plays like so that the harmonics match. the. the it's crazy. He's really good. But the whole time he's talking and he's just saying, like, music's a language. How did you learn your language? You didn't go to school first. You just jammed. Hmm. You just, like, spoke. And and the people you were practicing or jamming with, quote, unquote, like, they were pros. Hmm. They were professionals. They had that 10,000 plus hours just speaking. Like, it's so natural to them. And when you made a mistake, it didn't matter. You know, when you first started speaking, hmm. your parents were so happy. They couldn't fucking help it. They're yeah. like, oh, my God, the thing that came out of us yeah. is now becoming like a interacting human. It's, uh, it's like, wow. <laughs> so all this positive reinforcement and stuff. And, like, he just wants music to be treated that way. Nice. And, and it's I, I, I just really resigned to that. I really love that. That's amazing. So, the fuck it, is his name though? Man, I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. Like, I'll side Google it. You can Google it
0: it. Yeah. It's funny because it's, a, it's kind of ironic that yesterday I was walking uh, Lily, I was walking my dog just near high school, and I started hearing the, the high school band playing. So, I just slowed down with her, and they were fucking playing Aladdin's theme song, but the whole theme song. And I just stood there for like four minutes, and I'm like, that's a cool fucking teacher showing the kids yeah. Aladdin, you know? And they're just, everyone was playing it. It was really cool, man.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. There's um,
0: we didn't have any of that in my school. It was just like fucking. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, we had a cool music songs, teacher. You know? Also,
1: no, yeah, we we learned one. I think it was called the Tempest, and it was kind of like a classical song. You could use every <coughs> instrument. There's the push, there's like the fucking moments of like crescendos, and and mm-hmm. you got to play soft sometimes. It was a good like teaching tool, a good learning tool, yeah. but uh, we would just play like. Daft Punk sometimes like we just find That's songs cool. yeah. one kid would come in like this kid Sean a friend of ours he was like trombone and he would just come f- home from Like he would like figure out us like a song and then other people would jump on or not Depending mm. on if they like the song and we would just kind of find songs like that And it was a little like a uh, exclusive like uh like we would some people just didn't have the talent or the interest You know and then it would mm. just be like a like half the people playing half the uh, people listening It was clunky also, but Uh, The teacher was really nice. Nice. She was super cool and she got pregnant at some point. So there was like this Fucking rush of like substitutes coming (laughs) in and out for a year and it was horrible man Because she was so amazing if I saw her in the street I'd fucking hug her like I just remember her face I don't even remember her name right now. She had this French accent Hmm. but she was like really clean in English and she just loved music and loved teaching nice Victor Wooten by the way the music as a language okay Victor, Victor Wooten okay like cool. he's just an incredible bassist I'm gonna check him
0: out it's, don't and don't it's a TED talk play.
1: it's not a talk a TEDx like a, yeah or something no it's like it's like a produced video okay. like he's just in a it's really cool actually he's like in a room and there's all these like um, stand up bass like bodies like okay. they're they're being manufactured or something he's just in that room it's like a, there's like a good sound mm. and he's just playing and the camera's just like spinning around him and then there's just a voiceover of him nice he's, riffing on
0: what you think music man. is. Yeah. Which is cool because we were talking about teachers and good or bad teachers and for for my music experience in high school was just a, maybe it was me I was a shitty student that too but the <laughs> <laughs> high school <laughs> a terrible student but the teacher didn't engage me and I I kind of look back at it and I'm like fuck if I just had a, maybe a different experience I would have been way earlier on I jumped into music like a little bit more into the language instead of just by feel you know. Yeah like self-taught versus actually learning like the clarinet. I wish I played that with actual seriousness and not just swinging it around. Like it was a big dick at the time, (laughs) (laughs) just having fun with it. But talking about teachers, it's like the perfect segue into the topic for today. Yeah.
1: You know, we're okay. So we want to essentially just get into people who've influenced us. I feel like this is something we'll naturally talk about all the time forever, Mm -hmm. but it'd be cool to just sit and be like, Hey, Here's a list of people It might I, like uh, we've talked about it at, at the risk of the podcast being a little boring, mm. which I don't think it will be because Definitely we can not. talk a little bit about each person. And I think we'll think of new people as we go. Also, yeah. we'll oh, just yeah. be like, oh, shit, this guy, you know, and yeah. and uh, I mean, I, I don't uh, I think we can encourage each other also to talk about people who might not be well known or famous at all. We mm. can talk about how our parents influenced us or how like I, I I can think of some high school teachers who changed my life. completely changed my life there's always that one or two teachers i can even make a chain sort of like an of ideas where people woke me up like things woke me up as as you get older maybe Mm -hmm. and then there's like you know fucking 10 ayahuasca ceremonies and a salvia trip and a and a death in the family like all these crazy things that that just start speeding up as you get older but when i'm younger i feel when i was younger i feel like i have these these stamps these moments these big moments and
0: how important is that
1: it's for guidance and, and for ref- reference points. For humility. Mm. Reference points are really important for humility too because I feel less serious about my my personal evolution. I, I, w- I obviously have a huge hand in it, which is kind of something I'm coming to grips with now or yeah. maybe I w- forever. But to to think of like my... I just i don't know random example my my uh, math teacher mr Kemp Forrest. i think he passed away actually but he was so he loved math and he mm. he was a good teacher and he didn't he, he mispronounced everyone's last name he just didn't care he busted everybody's balls and like sometimes for five minutes he would just talk about something random and one day i'm just like what are you what are you talking about because i know you're smart so i just kind of like tune in And I realized he's asking people and he asks me, he goes like, you put your socks on before or your pants?
0: You told me this story. I did already? That's A long time ago. Good.
1: So that, that was one of the first times I thought about thinking, like I, like I thought about logic. I thought (laughs) Mm -hmm. about having a way or an efficiency in anything because I was, he never explained why he asked that. (laughs) And then I'm like, why would he ask that? And then I tried putting my socks on. Before my pants Because I said pants mm. I don't know why I used to put my pants on first I, who, who, who knows You know we, we do these things without thinking Everyone listening You put your left shoe Before your right shoe every time Or something like that And you don't even notice You don't think about it But you fucking do it yeah. 99% of the time You put that same foot first mm. It's just fascia Muscle memory Whatever familiarity But I just I, I put the socks on first one day Because he gave me this like scoff and didn't explain why about me putting my pants on first. And it was just easier. He's, he's if I have my pants on and I put my socks on, it's like tight around the waist, like it's harder to bend down. And if I have my socks on before my pants, it's easier to slide my
0: pants on. <laughs> he just could cough and eat the shit out of you. He really like broke you it broke your pattern, man. You have to really think about it. Disruption, he, right? Yeah. I, well anyway,
1: my, my point all of that to say that there's a humility involved because I'm not fully responsible for my evolution at the beginning. Mm. I just feel like I am lucky, mm. you know, uh, uh, to be, uh, and it's not lucky versus unlucky because I'm here, I'm alive. Yeah. I get to be conscious of it and now kind of govern my own growth and, and advance it or, or speed it up or, or whatever.
0: Definitely affected by influencers and surroundings, man. 100%. Yeah, that's why we call them influencers. Yeah.
1: That's like the kind of the title, like the yeah. silent title of this podcast.
0: Yeah, man, and you know it's it's like these little things. Sometimes it could be a sentence or something you heard overheard someone or someone directly giving you a message. It's all shaping you. And you don't. Well, it's all shaping you, but you don't know what hits you and when. Some things popped up a year later. I'm like, fuck! I finally understood what he meant back then. Yeah, that happens quite often.
1: Yeah, a lot of. I mean, parents give us advice all the fucking time, and you you drown it out because it's your fucking parents.
0: My mother gave me this this quote that's still stuck with me it was like 4 years ago she told it to me or 3 years ago and i forgot what we were talking about i think i was telling her about this thing seems like a good opportunity mm. because it's 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 presented well whatever and she just looked at me she's like you got to remember all that shine all that shines is not always gold and i'm just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> that stupid soundbite <laughs> stuck with me and at the moment i'm like okay yeah yeah and then i went home that night. i'm like fucking christ that was like super profound and like w- wisdom from my fucking mother that i kind of put in a category that like i i've learned everything from you yeah yeah you know and then she just yeah. like shook my whole foundation with such a simple truth just like a truism like
1: a, the, the words you've heard a million times huh?
0: just formed a different way all that shine is not always gold or sorry it was all that glitters is not always gold
1: yeah i guess that's like same famous same. line yeah
0: but I never heard it, and just from hearing it, I'm like, fuck, that was learned to her by something in her life that actually gave her that nugget of information. So something at one point in her life, she attained that knowledge and passed on through the gener- through the generation from when I needed that, you know?
1: That's the respect your elders thing. That's like, I guess respect your elders is too simple. Mm. And it's like, this is why. <clears> like, <throat> there isn't number, like, the, the age is a number, like, is, is a good thing to think about for many contexts but one way or another anyone you talk to has something they can show you and if they're older and they've had a little bit of practice or whatever you know there's just there's there's kernels of wisdom just kind of like peppered into what they're talking about Mm. whether they like it or not it's just in there they've been around yeah they're literally older than you it's uh,
0: it's it's funny i had this conversation yesterday just that and for the most part i think we're seeing a lot of people lost more than ever right now is they didn't get guidance we're in a culture where the elders aren't really looked after and respected
1: yeah and I mean they're busy making ends meet until they fucking croak it's it's really sad
0: yeah we don't really seek wisdom the same way traditionally the ancestors were looked at passing wisdom down it's now it's just kind of everyone's on the grind do your shit I'm doing my shit yeah yeah you know, and it's there's some real guidance that we can attain from just listening to the older to the older people that have the path. But we're seeing that more with social media and just who we're going to be sp- speaking about, and like certain influencers that literally shaped us. Yeah, but uh, they, it stays cerebral.
1: You know, if your if your grandmother tells you something and it hits you, and you respect her and you love her, and it makes sense, and she thought about who you are when she said it, or maybe not, but. There's something closer about it, you know. It it takes time, I find, to build that relationship. I think some people can feel that way about like Bruce Lee or Alan Watts, or like you can really get into these people's lives, and you'll never know, even if you, even me and you, you will never know deeply for sure, a hundred percent. But there, there, you can get there. It's just it's like it's roundabout. I find there's mm. still this value. Are that there's there's we're closed off to to our real resources, I mean, I don't want to stand on a soapbox here and complain about society, but they are it's it's true you know the yeah. we we don't we don't have a relationship with our future with our death anymore mm. and and that manifests in some really like inconsiderate and and weird ways, yeah, anyway, I'm just ranting but uh it's funny i I don't know who I would feel that way about. Like outside of my family, do you mm-hmm. have anyone that you feel like you know? Like, you talk about Terrence McKenna a lot, but yeah. I don't know. Like, it's he, Well, he his was words are powerful.
0: Definitely in the beginning of my psychedelic journey, Terrence McKenna was like my number one go to mm. uh, fucking manual. You know, just some of his talks were just so profound. And the way he illustrates those realms with his words, just so carefully thought out. Yeah, there's something
1: general about it for the person who's going to experience it also but but like v- the way he talks is so <laughs> ripe with detail yeah. and and then he's not afraid to go really deep into detail about his personal experiences and just like this is what happened to me and then and he's almost like an authority hmm. he's like this is the realm this is how I experience it it's 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 weird cuz he was so smart and it's like don't aren't you afraid of like influencing other people's interpretation but i think he's just like he's just putting it out there saying fuck it but he was like, we all influence each yeah. other. Like he, he understood yeah. memes and culture and, and, and just the way we have yeah. a sort of amnesia and we just kind of copy the last generation and yeah. and he's like, I'm part of that. I may as well throw in some cool stuff.
0: And there's some quotes that stick with me from him. It's just He had one when he spoke about DMT, it was like, I think Terrence McKenna left the foundation for how to do the DMT experience. He's like the three deep breath three deep tokes. Mm-hmm. and like the third one you hold it in as long as you can and like y- after two you're gonna be like no i don't want to go for third he's like just do Trust it me. anyway <laughs> with this he has the perfect voice for the psychedelic realms too yeah and take it easy take it but easy. take it <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious he's like when in doubt double the dose and th- <laughs> that's stuck with me man and it's like time, like fuck, how much should i take oh fuck it put double what i just put yeah, what a nut job <laughs> but i fucking lived by it man and it seemed okay but it yeah. also applies to everything. It's like when you're in doubt, just double down on it. He was a bit of a, like he just, I think he had a
1: genuine fun experiencing, experimenting with himself. Like I, I see us like a parallel with me and yoga and I'm only really able to show or teach if my practice is strong. His practice was strong. Mm. So he's just able to, he just comes out of him. You know, he's just like, you know, five grad, five, five dried grams in a dark room. Like yeah. I'm sure he didn't invent the concept of sensory deprivation and, and high dosages and, and solitude. And these these things combine are a powerful set and setting. But just the way he, he even coined the phrase heroic dose <laughs> yeah. almost as like a warning. But like, like, you know, like he just, like I just quoted him, like, take it easy, but take it, yeah. you know, like, don't don't just sit there. There's so much to see, so much to explore, yeah. so much to add to the experience. You know, he talked about I think it was ketamine or or MDMA or something, and it was like kind of like a newer drug. And he said it felt like walking through an empty office building. Like, there's nothing there yet. Wow. Like, we inform the space mm. on some level, and it needs to grow. Like, it's, it's uh, that's interesting.
0: It's kind, of, kind of the feeling I get with Salvia. I did it on Sunday mm. night. It's like, whenever I do it, I'm like, you're a young plant. Like, you don't have much in the database. Like, most people have been just fucking tripping out and freaking out and compared to weed or ayahuasca or something that's just like i just feel clear yeah and it's more of an infantile state of but it's it's not to say it's not useful just it just hasn't it's hard to really put into words
1: but there is something like fresher about it or like just you know what maybe like what like what we were saying earlier like there's just less people talking about it i'm literally less informed about what i why what i am to expect Mm -hmm. and then i might because of the nature of psychedelic drugs, I might experience less because I just impose less or mm-hmm. have less information to to bring to the to the cauldron of whatever the fuck that experience is is brewing.
0: Yeah. And Terrence spoke a lot about salvia and how it's the most mis- 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 misinterpreted, misrepresented psychedelic and that it's super profound. And that's kind of like sparked me for that moment in my life where I was just like, fuck, I got to figure out salvia. Just doing it like every night for like I 30 days. I think I days. got interested through him, through him also, for with Salvia.
1: Yeah. I learned it was a, there's a reverse tolerance, and, and like you, you can't get high like twice in a row. No. But the next day it'll be stronger yeah. and, and even kind of different. It gets more like mushroomy, it gets like less intense, but somehow lasts longer and like th- it becomes very different. And it's a, it's a form of sage. And it makes you think, <coughs> uh, well, that's why they called it sage, probably. You know, like it, it had this enlightening property to it wow. if you chewed a bunch of like they the traditionally they used to roll like 60 leaves into this like pill or joint looking thing and they would fucking f- toss it back and chew it and okay. maybe have something they would chew it like a lemon hours. juice or something to break it down. Okay. Yeah, they would just chew it yeah. forever and, and until there was fucking nothing left yeah. and and you would get blasted yeah. apparently. I've never tried this because we just get like, uh, you know, the 30 X or whatever, the
0: little, uh, vial of like, <laughs> I still have my last vial. The last, there's like two doses left and then there's no more way to get it anymore. That I can't believe we lived through like a, like
1: a criminalization of a drug. Like there used to, there was a moment when people just like realized it. And then there were salvia bars and shit. And it was such a strange time. Like people just getting fucking out, like yeah. having out of body experiences, like the next door over the guy would come. It's a bar, you know, yeah. like you could order a drink or something. But the guy, like there's pillows on the floor. It's like a lounge <laughs> kind of thing. There's soft music. There's other people taking salvia <laughs> around you. In terms of set and setting, maybe not the best idea. Definitely not. But like the guy comes and you're not allowed to touch the thing because you're going to drop it if you get like blasted yeah. off and
0: shit. And, and then they're like, what? Enlightening experiences <laughs> illegal. I think a morons ruined it for us. Because there's so many videos online, just people panicking, freaking out, running around the house. Yeah, like I've, I've seen there. videos of people seizuring <laughs> For me, Salvia I've never had that. It's always been like in a meditative state. Dude, I had a friend. <laughs> fucking, he was laughing his ass off, and then
1: death, like just <laughs> s- stone face. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Just <laughs> <laughs> and then just like looking through me, and I went like, "Oh, he's not here anymore." <laughs> And he just he's like just i I, could, I I could see in his eyes this like frantic attempt to process wow, and it just not working it just huh Huh? what huh it's so funny, man, I've had hilarious descriptions also like you know like this like people. Warning me like you're you lose touch with reality. You really mm. need another person there You need to be careful this and that and mm. not in a scary way But these people like just you know, like you don't know what's gonna happen. You can't speak english anymore yeah. You 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 might have a complete out-of-body experience mm. totally hundred percent other life other experience Like I like I described and a lot of other people described Yeah, and, and that can be dangerous because you could still be walking around or like touching stuff for or, the inexperience It can be it's better to have a
0: sitter hundred percent.
1: I think in general. Yeah. I know I know you dabble there and you don't.
0: Uh, I. I've but never I mean, you, you know it. you. Yeah. Do I've, you think? I prefer being alone for Salvia.
1: I'm sure you have some awareness and you can like stay lying down or something. And yeah.
0: I mean, it's the funniest thing is because I'll take like six hits of Salvia, big hits. Jesus Christ. And I'll look at the pipe and the whole room is gone. And my focus is on the pipe. I'm like, okay, let's put this down nice and slow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like there's a tunnel. Actually, it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking in the story, like, Um, A friend of mine Two friends of mine are smoking salvia On their own They're not like super into this stuff Mm. But we had like a salvia room Pretty much for a time In our apartment And this guy was my roommate Our friend comes over No one else was there I don't think Anyway details of the story aside I'm having like a fucking You know when you get like too detailed (laughs) in the story And you're starting to lose the audience kind of thing So long story fucking short These guys blast off at the same time like morons I love them but you know it's just a mm. we we all do stupid things sometimes and so the girl starts freaking out like she's not having a good time she's really panicking and it's and the, so the guy is getting high at the same time and he like the way he describes it is like he wills like that little tunnel of clarity where you see the pipe like he just wills it to to stay open <laughs> And he just like he's like fighting wow. like the like the the the, the periphery are like yeah. sh- closing in and shaking reality <laughs> out of his fucking spirit. But he's like no, and he's like f- like forcing himself to be sober and like helping the girl out. Ooh, that's yeah, a tough one. Must have been very stressful. Yeah, but it's just interesting that you can do that. And mm-hmm. like we talk about the the guy who does our like the ceremonies for ayahuasca, and he he can really be present with it and not be like
0: affect on a ride so to speak yeah and And he's drinking
1: the same dose as us you know
0: the whole night exactly there's just a use uh, uh, um, a familiarity and it's also oh uh, please i asked him about like what is it like how does it affect you the when you drink yeah yeah, we talked about that's why i brought it up yeah and he said it was like it's come to a point where he just sees what it does to his body yeah like just oh little little change here and there and the, 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 it's subtle there because
1: it's like the repercussion of the work is to be really comfortable in that observer identification yes and that I think globally with any experience allows that to be possible there's a there's a crazy story I think it was Neem Karuli Baba or like some guru from the past someone gave him like they were gonna give him a blotter like, hey, you want to try this out, kind of thing. Like, you, you know, what's a blotter? Like a piece of uh, acid paper. Okay, yeah. like the LSD uh, little the tub. Cup. Yeah, hmm. and so the guy has like his hands out, and he has like the tiny piece of paper, and he has the entire blotter on in the other hand. <laughs> and so the guy, I don't know if he misunderstood or something, but he takes the whole piece of paper and folds it up and tosses it in his <laughs> mouth. And and the guy just looks at him like he just like. Uh, jumped off a cliff essentially right <laughs> but but this guy's like a crazy enlightened like whatever you want to call it hmm. and he like his apparently what happens his eyes like roll in the back of his head for a second <laughs> and he's like like everyone thinks he's gonna die or something <laughs> and then he just kind of and he goes wow that was interesting cool. and he's completely sober he's just like huh well. so like his body is 90 percent lsd at this point <laughs> and he's just like interesting <laughs> what did he have to say about it the guy mm. i think that's all he said i mean that's that's the story i heard it's okay. just kind of like this half myth at this point wow. but it's he just he just didn't uh, like essentially it's like your body's going on a ride and a lot of the identity identity with the body goes with the ride mm. you know that the ego everything everything gets pulled in with it and that that creates a possibility for detachment because you don't want to go on the ride anymore, or you mm. want to just observe the ride and like accept it, and like all this, all the things that that come out, all the surrender and gratitude yeah. and everything, all the all the crashing reality and the psychedelia itself. Like, yeah. I think that's part of it. Is like your 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 body's being yanked, and a lot of you identify as the body, so you feel like you're being yanked, and you start noticing that you're not being yanked, mm. and then you can just <clears> sit there. And be you, you know, and it's it's like, you know, when you have a gun that doesn't aim right, so you you just adjust. You know, it like leans left, so you go you compensate. Mm. That's I feel like that's what they're doing. You're you're in the observer seat. Your body suddenly is fucking tilty for uh, tilted 45 degrees. So so you're you're just you just do everything at like a negative 45, and it's like as if it's you're sober. Calibrated, yeah, yeah. You're just presenting what you want to wow. present all the time, despite nice. the inner world, despite the outer world. It takes really a lot cool. of
0: inner work and practice to get to that. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I was getting at, but it's it's, it's cool to think about. It's talking of surrender. It's like Terrence McKenna, one of his videos, you can find it on YouTube, just write Terrence McKenna um, describes the DMT experience or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a 10-minute clip. There's one animated with, with nice music in the background. And he just walks you through the entire experience, which is good and bad. It gave me a lot of high expectations mm-hmm. to have a similar experience. And then when I did DMT, it was like, Nothing's for
1: itself After a certain point But there is kind of These disappointment moments
0: I've had quite a few And It's important for the listener To hear is just like Really take it for a great assault What everyone reports on YouTube And Mm -hmm. Wherever you look podcasts
1: I think it's a fear Mixed with curiosity Like you just want to hear Other people who've come Out the other side And they're it helps. Okay if it not does help better for it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely helps, but it also there's a bitter end to the stick too. It's mm-hmm. the yin and yang of it is the yang is that you will have a certain level of expectation going into an experience and try to eliminate that. You know, if you can. Just like, okay, separate that's that person's experience, this is my experience, it's probably not gonna be the same. And then you'll you'll eliminate disappointment. But Terrence McKenna had a great 10-minute explanation just to listen. If you've never done anything before, it's so beautiful. And he talks about like at 30 seconds in, this happens. (laughs) And then the Chrysanthemum opens up (laughs) and you enter. And they say, come on in. Uh And he's like, hello. And so I one of his voice, man, oh, fucking, I love his voice, not just
1: his words and his thoughts and the way he forms. like his so psychedelic. All of it the, is so good. Yeah. He's, he's psychedelic. He's, he he he's, really is. He's and I hear the way man. he talks in his brother. Yeah. I hear the, he has like a na- more nasally voice and a deeper voice,
0: but it, they have those little cracks that are so similar. Yeah. 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 Dennis oh, Dennis
1: McKenna, man. There's something there. Yeah, Dennis is incredible, man. But I, I want the to more say that, I look into him, yeah. Oh,
0: I didn't mean to. I just, I just want to say that Terrence McKenna had such a strong piece of advice that is the same worded differently, but the same mechanism as surrender is just don't give in to astonishment. And he used to say that in the DMT realms is that he would be so amazed by the geometry and the th- and the, the artwork that you do see. And it's reported for most people there is like these incredible geometric colorful patterns that you can't ever explain yeah,
1: you can't yeah multi-dimensional <laughs> nonsense that are talking to you literally fucking <laughs> yeah, that's it it's conscious somehow it all, they're all embedded in each other in some strange way like it's it's and all so and
0: it's fractal and it just constantly shifts. if you focus in on it it just it's already different than what, what you saw at your peripheral yeah and it's just forming and shaping so he was saying that he had like a like an alien type of entity talking to him and saying he was like getting amazed by the geometry and they're like, look here, focus. Don't be, don't give into astonishment, focus. And that was like his mantra is like, okay, we well forget the beautiful patterns. What is the message you try to say to me? And that, that, well, that piece of advice fucking stuck with me in all my trips from the, from that day on. And that was maybe back in 2013. I heard it.
1: I'm going to try to integrate that because it's really good. It, it, you, that's uh, in other words, an advice that I gave a lot uh, for lucid dreaming mm. because you just wake up the first few times you're just a- astonished yeah. and it and it's you're looking at the wrong thing you can't help it it's novel and you're freaking out and but but in a in a psychedelic state you're you're uh, you, you're you're looking at the tree instead of the forest sort of like you're yeah. you're lo- you're missing the bigger picture if you're if you're just like whoa fucking colors it's like yeah that's fun mm. and and really intriguing but at a certain point you're naturally going to just want to look past that and what's fun is that the the plant even like kind of tr- like tries to get your attention like, like hey <laughs> like a dog you know, hey 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 yeah. over
0: here and that's that's, that's the thing is that that's why there's it's a almost a curriculum when you do the psychedelics. It's the beginning stages. It's you start, obviously, everyone starts usually lower doses, just like, a, you know, the most common theme is you'll hear someone doing like a two grams or a gram and a half of mushrooms with some buddies mm-hmm. and they're just enjoying the day conver- conversation and that's it. And it's it's like you're training yourself to get used to what it's like over there. And then eventually when you start doing it more and more, it's the patterns, the geometry, the shifting in reality and like the like the 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 state of mind is you kind of like, okay, what's the message behind this? And you hope to get to that. Some people their limit is the colors and the geometry and that's all they ever want to see. And that's beautiful too. You know?
1: Yeah, but, but it's like it's like noticing calligraphy but not reading the word. It's like you're And just
0: appreciating that. Is there is both. something nice about that. <laughs> yeah. But when you start looking further through it, you're like, okay, and like ayahuasca for example, it's like the beginning was very like patterny and like beautiful. And now it's like, I kind of just like in the beginning stages of it. And I kind of like, you know, if everyone has those images of someone going through the forest, a jungle with like a a machete and they're like moving away the, the Mm -hmm. vines as they go through the forest. It's kind of like that. Now, when I go into the psychic experience, it's like, okay, these are beautiful fucking pyramids and patterns that I've seen many times before. Let me, what's going on here? Where am I going to? And like, that's where I've noticed the heights of my experiences are like, really deepening and it's just there's like even if I go in without an intention I'm just looking in the experience to find that fruit, you know? Yeah. I right.
1: wonder if cuz I I feel what you're saying and I feel like I get caught staring at things and I it's it's like maybe a like a FOMO vibe, you know? Like they're like what is what am I supposed to be learning from this? It's like oh I'm experiencing something. Like it's like you're sitting there waiting for experiences essentially and then you try to like squeeze the juice out of all of them. Mm. And you're also kind of on a roller coaster so it's like you're you know you're 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 trying to grab the the mail back like you know the train guys used to grab the mail yeah it was just like hanging and then they don't stop the train and they just grab it like that's you're trying to do that yeah so it's it's kind of it's a natural progression like you were saying it's like a like a curriculum like you can't help it's almost like you're just blind to the things that you're not ready for like you get this massive download but a lot of it is just kind of like, okay, we're gonna temporarily like re-drudge some shit hmm. that you're you think you're cool with, but you're at, you still have a, some sore spots. Let's kind of settle that down. Let's put a pin in it. Let's like, or not a pin, like not ignore it, but like let's let's just dissipate that a little bit so that you can get to that next level. And that happens almost every time.
0: Hmm.
1: But it's always next level, next level, next level, next level, and then suddenly you're in some really crazy spots, learning some really pertinent or specific or global sh- truths uh, that might rock you for the rest of your life and they might not yeah. a lot of times it could be just like a visceral experience and you don't know what the fuck's going on and you just kind of have to put words to it or or figure it out and and talk to people who've been in that realm that's where Terrence mckenna and stuff like that come in handy also when you when you've been there already and you go back mm. and all these people that we want to talk about they, yeah, they're they just have wizards with their words yeah
0: and they can illustrate it's like that's their gift. It's like you're talking about language and music. It's their literally language is able to translate that experience so much more fluid through their their vocabulary. And Especially their McKenna,
1: he was a yeah.
0: he was like a he
1: was like an Alex Gray level painter. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, there was artistry to it, but there was precision and practice in the way he spoke yeah he this guy was a human dictionary i learned
0: so many fucking words listening to that guy like fuck. what the fuck was that sometimes i would have to pause I'm like what the fuck did that mean what <laughs> the hell is glossolalia yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> so i feel he just makes up some words yeah and dennis we kind of had a funny story on the jerry once i think he's like you, Terrence did like a three-hour speech or something, and then Dennis asked him, he's like, what was that? I was like, I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> fucking For red. sure he was in a flow. For <laughs> sure you could tell. Dude, eventually he's just getting paid to talk. Yeah. And this was back in the
1: day. He even mentioned it. He goes like, this is... People we're, would just we're sit and listen the, to him. Yeah. but We're like, talking the
0: 70s and 80s, It's right? word of
1: mouth. Yeah, it's like uh, magazines. They're <laughs> like, it's not now where you have a Facebook group. A group? Oh, dude.
0: There was, no way, there was no internet.
1: Where there's a will, there's a way, man. We, we got this a. far. Humans are... Yeah, it's true. They when you speak the it. fucking truth; <laughs>
0: people will listen. But I'm happy that you too. brought up. Uh, yeah, that too. That's quite, he, he had quality to it. Yeah. It's for sure. Yeah, really had something to say. And like you can find for those who never heard of Terence McKenna. Yeah, just listening to him, doing chores or whatever, fucking cleaning your house. Put Terrence McKenna in the back for two hours. I think there's even like a, there's a lot of like Alan
1: Watts, Manly P. Hall. Uh, Terrence McKenna there, there's something like, you just google like McKenna Archive or something on YouTube and yeah. it's like a guy just put everything in one spot for you yeah. and sometimes the audio quality is bad etc sometimes you need subtitles or you know it's just yeah. the way it is they're old audio Those files like
0: three hour speeches you're just like oh fuck that's yeah, a podcast right there and it's just him talking yeah if you're lucky you find a yeah that he anyway I'm happy you brought up Alex Gray Man, yeah let's was, talk about him a little was bit one of my first so you know, a lot of these people that influenced me—it's funny enough that they branched out of the Joe Rogan experience. It's like I would have never heard about these. I people. I, I kind of got
1: into Joe from Terrence. Really? Yeah, I don't remember who told me about Terrence. Then there was my my buddy Jay actually because he's reading books on <coughs> that he wrote and stuff. But just fun fact: I'm sure so many people learned about Terrence McKenna through Joe Rogan. Right. I actually the reverse. For me was the that's pretty. Down. That's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> Fuck. So glad too, because I was really resisting it. You know, the, uh, people were like, pe- my friend of mine, he's like 300 podcasts in or something. Okay. And, and he's like, you got to listen to Joe Rogan. You're going to love it. Like you're that kind of person. And I'm just like, I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> now it's like, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, what is life? Fast forward. That's yeah. crazy. Man. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, but so a lot of the people that influenced me came from that, from that podcast, like many others probably listening to this who are JRE fans. It's like, dude,
1: it's, <sighs> I can't even.
0: I look at him like a medium. Yeah. Oh, Rogan. Yeah. Rogan's a huge influencer
1: yeah. on his own, even his free, uh, his lifestyle. But then the facility that he gives to, I can't, I can't, I, I'm, I'm stumbling on the amount of names. It's you know, nuts. Like Cameron Haynes, yeah. Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. Dr. Rhonda Patrick. I could, Fuck. I could do that for days. Yeah. I could just, bah, 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 bah. I could just forever. Like
0: just. Even Chris Ryan, Dr. Chris Ryan had some fucking epic podcasts. He's been Ryan's on. fun, man. Yeah, I forgot about him. I love that guy. I know He's his podcast's actually really good. I haven't downloaded one in a while. Oh yeah, I I've never actually. The problem is the JRE is already three Tangentially, hours. Tangentially speaking, yeah. Tangent. Ten yeah, <laughs> it's a mouthful. Tangent. I don't even know. Tangentially. It. Tangentially speaking, yeah. <laughs> but him, they usually they do it once or twice a year. Him, Rogan, and uh, Duncan. No, I think the, they call it the three. Uh, no, the shrimp brigade or something. The shrimp. Uh, <laughs> Shrimp (laughs) Parade? Shrimp Parade. Shrimp Parade. It's fucking filled with information. Yeah. But Alex Gray, when he first went on the Jerry, Jerry used to mention him quite a few times. And it's funny enough, actually, I think I found his artwork through Joe Rogan's old uh, message board, the Rogan board. Mm. And people would just post these psychedelic photos, and I'm like, what is this? This is, like, crazy. And then I would search, oh, it's Alex Gray. Yeah. Me, it was
1: Tool. Tool, yeah, that that album cover, like th- there was like 3D glasses, like built mm. into the. It was a genius album, like case, like the case you bought the CD in
0: was fucking trippy. I've never seen it in re- in actual reality. I have saw Dude, it in, in uh, decades ago. Book. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I was in a friend's car. I remember it. Wow. I don't remember the friend. I don't remember where I was. I just remember I was in the passenger seat and I'm looking through like that stupid CD holder. And he goes, "Oh, if you want Tool, it's like in the actual case because that case is awesome." Wow. And he starts talking to me about it. And he explains to me like how to unfold it so that you can like see the 3D and stuff. Like it's all one wow. piece, but there's like I gotta glass. buy this fucking CD case. I'm sure he you could YouTube it or something,
0: but that's how I found out I about like it. Like just having it is so awesome though. For sure, yeah. It's like an heirloom
1: at this point.
0: <laughs> anyway, well, Alex used to he used to go to concerts and do live paintings while they were fucking singing and and doing their show. That's so cool. Crazy. Yeah,
1: how fast can you do that kind of art? Like his his art's incredible and like geometric and like yeah. symmetrical. Like it's really. There's
0: photos in his book. I actually left the book at the ceremony at the temple. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a, a great book. What was it called? Net of Being. It's mm. a beautiful, Alex, great book. Has a lot of his artwork. There's like ten new ones since. But there's f- f- photos of him doing uh, at Burning Man, just fucking doing a live art show and just painting some insane fucking. vision that he saw. That book was great too. Like, I'm really glad you
1: brought it. I think on the, like that silent day, I started flipping through it and Mm. it was so cool to have this parallel poem to to the artwork. Yeah. And sometimes it was just, there was like, there was paragraphs, there was descriptions, there was, he was talked about art, he talked about society. Like he just, he has a lot of information and opinion and he's a very spiritual guy and all of that gets like condensed into these beautiful paintings and drawings and shit. Yeah. And you feel it, you see it. And now, especially even before I did ayahuasca, I had this kind of familiarity maybe with that space that, that like other world (laughs) and seeing those paintings. Yeah. Everyone agrees, but like, cause it's true. Like there's something he, he pulled something back from there and kind of showed it on a on a two D painting somehow. It's for incredible. me, he's the
0: best translation of those realms into this reality. It's like the depictions that he put. I'm like, I can look at one of them and be like, "Fuck, I was there." Like, I know where you're you're taking this from. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of better. I don't. I don't know. There's some good artists out there. I don't remember the names like Alex Gray, man. but maybe with music
1: also or or something else. Like, I I'm I think Alex Gray really is number one for me. Also, I don't know. Yeah.
0: And there's one photo, you probably know I'm talking about. It's two heads facing each other. It's like the generic uh, illusion photo everyone used to use. It's like two faces too close together, almost kissing. And it's it like in like a vase. And there's like a vase in between them. But he created that in like such a different level where it's like two skulls facing each other. And it's just psychedelic patterns. Yeah. But in the skulls is like a child baby forming. And it's like connected to their fucking brain and it just the level of detail I'm like fucking there's, this is a fractal image in a sense like anywhere I look it just feels like something just changed yeah and the there's like hieroglyphs and May- Mayan writing and Aztec <laughs> writing and it's like fucking Christ man yeah, he's on another level yeah, so. yeah he's incredible well what else about him because
1: I, I feel especially this day and age where it's like you, a lot of society is just noticing how like mistreated women have been hmm. there's this like void I don't know I, n- I don't know anything about his wife. I don't remember her name. Allison I don't Graham. know. Alice. That's why I Recently forget Recently she's it.
0: been more and more uh, uh by his side in in when they do podcasts now she speaks a lot more and talks but about her experience. I feel like she she's a wicked artist too, man. Exactly. I feel like yeah. she has a lot of stuff that I just don't know about. They they
1: allude to it, but it's mm. obviously like Alex is the, yeah. the the popular one right now, you know,
0: like the the big name. It's funny cuz he was going through a severe depression. He spoke about it a net of being Like, to the point of almost suicidal. And then he went to, like, Allison's... This is before they're married. He went to... Or before they were even dating. He went to her apartment party or something. And then she slipped him... She gave him a a tab of LSD. And then that, like, sprung this whole (laughs) new um, level of existence that he didn't think he had. Oh, it was like a first time kind of thing? first time. And just fucking... He, like... He described meeting God. (laughs) Some people just
1: get connected, man. I feel like I took, like I was curious when I was younger and I just tried some drugs and, and then, and I'm growing into this kind of like respect for them, but it's, I don't, I don't get shocked. I don't get these like, whoa my God, I have to change my life moments. Like I have to do all the work myself. It's so annoying. (laughs) Some people, (laughs) man,
0: it's one shot. They fucking got it. Yeah. Yeah. Other people, it's a lifetime and they're just figuring it out. Uh, I don't think it's uh, okay. Yeah, it, it's all good, man. You know, we're all we're all in the dirt. Eventually, we're all going down. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking about music, there's one artist I've been really big on right now.
1: Oh, before we switch though, mm. about Alex Gray, I don't remember like where or what it's called, but he has this fucking temple. That's that's Ethion. Oh, that's amazing. Ethion, yeah. And it's like a lot of his art is showcased <laughs> and a lot of the architecture is his art also. Yeah. So you have these 3D representations of like those faces and it's stuff, like the, crazy the thing four about. faces as one kind of thing, like in pillars. Like the outside of his temple is his artwork. It's just not like a normal structured and building. And they have ceremonies there. They do like full moon ceremonies and I'm sure they
0: do like all kinds of like the- It's ah, in New York, York therapy actually. And oh, wow. Some part of New York. I would love to go with you down there. Is there, there
1: more I? than one? I don't think so, but I, I, I just don't know.
0: The... the is it it's Ethion is the name of it but they also call it the church of uh mirrors or something or sacred mirrors nice yeah it's that's a, beautiful yeah man i would love to go to an alex gray full moon party it looks pretty <laughs> awesome man
1: <laughs> i like that you called it a party i'm like okay i'm down also let's go Fine, fucking, let's find
0: out about it and go one day let's man. go fuck around at the <laughs> meet some probably interesting people but the fucking church of sacred Mirrors. that sounds like you're describing the
1: universe. Sacred it's mirrors. The, but the church like the, like imagine life is this church of sacred mirrors. Wow. That's just like this like He probably thought of that, man. And just oh, the way sure, yeah, the it's way he
0: formed it is like he's such an artistic person. Yeah. Hearing him speak too, he's just he's another one that I can listen to all day.
1: What is it about the like the high pitch kind of <laughs> there's like a nasaline, there's a way it's, of very talking, it's the high pitched overtone,
0: overtone kind of voice. Kind of voice. Mm. I
1: don't know. But there's like there's a calm also and a kind of but like even though there's a calm, there's there's a matching kind of excitement, mm. a passion, and it's a perfect combination. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's
1: maybe it's also maybe like we're all talking low because we're all machismo and shit and we're like <laughs> I'm a man, you know, and he's like he has nothing to prove. He has the love of his life and he has yeah. art and he has He's got he has the long fucking hair and he's I don't give a fuck. That's it, and he's got all the drugs
0: he needs and he's yeah. good. Alex Gray
1: fucking AG bro what was who are you gonna bring up though you're music, music this
0: is very recent that I started getting into um, Trevor Hall and Xavier Rudd those two Xavier artists Xavier Rudd is it's great got some fucking powerful songs man who's Trevor Hall? Trevor Hall um, Sounds a like lot that. of the dance party songs like the like where we, we usually do our little dance in between ceremony it's usually Trevor Hall oh cool well, actually no I might mix it up it might be Xavier Rudd anyway I've meshed them two together because I think they're <laughs> buddies too <laughs> But those, some of that music is just so fucking beautiful because it's carefully, the lyrics are so carefully written. Yeah. And it's like they figured out a way to transfer those realms through their sound. And it's fucking, it's beautiful, man. So I've been really listening to them a lot more. There's, um, there's <laughs> a, a band called Medicine for the People. Medicine, I think I have a few on my playlist.
1: Like I... I was like that's a bold name, you know, but mm. then I heard them and I went damn. Like this music is medicine for the people. <laughs> Holy shit. Like the like the wow. there's something powerful and and really deliberate about the sounds and the lyrics and and it, it's it's like a healing. There's something it's hard to describe, but it's cool. Just wanted to throw that out there nice. for you and for whoever's yeah, listening.
0: Medicine of the people. For the people. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's you can find these in all art forms. You can find translations of these kind of state of minds Mm.
1: you know it's almost a lot of times also it's the repercussion you know like alex gray is really showing what he's experienced and it speaks to people on many levels and then someone like xavier rudd might be just compelled to use his art for good and for expansion of consciousness it's it just it's not necessarily reflecting the the realms mm. as directly, but there is this, you know, one, one step down of like, that's how, that's what made that's this made me feel this way. And this is what I'm going to do now with my music or with my whatever.
0: Nice. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's really nice, man, to have all these things that you can refer to and just change, literally can change your state of mind instantly. If you're feeling in a certain mood, you can like, fucking open an Alex Gray book or just read a poem that he wrote or see some of his artwork and you're like, fuck. Mm. It's like a Wim little Hoff. nudge. Wim Hof, man. That's a fucking... Really changed your state of mind. <laughs> He's one of the JRE the podcast guests that I think profoundly changed me. 100%. More 100%. than... like. Th- there's so many attributes to my personality and how I have got here and how I was formed. But if I were to use a guide, it would be Wim Hof was up there, man. Just his fucking energy and his charisma and his passion for what he's talking about. And his backstory. I mean, like, he really crawled out of the fucking grave, man. Didn't it stem from the death of his wife?
1: Yeah, I think she committed suicide. Something crazy like that. And that that fucking ripples, man. Yeah. That sends some shockwaves. Yeah. There must have been so many moments of doubt and fear, and he has a son, and he just turned it into, like, I'm not gonna let this kill me too, Wow. you know? And he's like, I love my wife, you know, but she... She did what she did, and now we're here. You know, we're w- this is what I want to focus on. Mm. I don't, I don't want to speak for him because it's a very profound topic, but he really handled it like n- naturally. You know, there was this there was so much pain and such a down moment in his life, and I feel like he really addressed it honestly with his son. And then they rose up together. And I mean, he had the colds his whole life. You know, like he he's he's been dancing and jumping in the snow in his fucking underwear when he was a kid and shit like that. Yeah. But so he knew, you know, and he had all this yoga background and all these things. And he's like, why am I letting this happen? I I know I can practice myself into another state. And he essentially like rediscovered this like shamanic type of breathing. And there's like Tibetan monks doing that shit all the time where they like slap. <laughs> I think Rogan brings it up sometimes uh, where they, they put like uh, wet rags on their body yeah. and they're in the cold. They're outside in, in the snow. And with their body heat, and like in their their breathing, they dry the rags.
0: Yes, I've read about this. It's Crazy. That's like that's towards their final practice. I don't know. Yeah, I just I just know that little. It's crazy, bit. man. And he figured that out all the way. Acro- well, not that far across the world. He's in the Netherlands, or where is he? Is in, uh, is he in um, that area. Amsterdam? Anywhere? Well, Holland, I think. Actually, I really don't remember. Anyway, he figured it out. He fucking figured it out. That just deep, repetitive breathing. You can heat your body up and just fucking handle any type of temperature for Mm. various periods of time. He has this really... He's another kind of scientist where he just like had this
1: Buddhist... Like, I'm going to sit and feel and I'm going to work with that information and try to find tools with my data. And he just noticed one day... That like, you know, when you're, you're, you're shivering, like your body's trying to go (laughs) like, and it's like, why, why does it want to do that? But you're, but it's hard because the muscles are spasming. So you're you're panicking. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like it's, there's something that was calling the body was trying to do a thing and he just starts facilitating that. And then, and then scientists get involved and there's all this crazy shit going on now. And you tell someone about the, the breathing technique and they, they, if they're a, Kind of traditional scientific materialist, they're going to roll their eyes at you, and then you have to you have to beg them to Google it because there's so much science behind what he's showing you now, yeah. and it's 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 I don't want to exaggerate, but it's rewriting a lot of medicine mm. or a little bit of medicine because you can you can over oxygenate yourself in a way that people didn't realize that that f- like physicians and scientists didn't think was possible,
0: and, but and also induce the adrenal glands. Through just breathing. Without the cortisol. That's yeah. what's cool. Yeah, when you would. get
1: agitated in in day-to-day life, there's no immediate danger. You get just cortisol. It's fat-soluble, stays in your body longer, all that jazz. Google it. I'm not a fucking <laughs> doctor. But if you have an acute moment, you usually get both. But, but the adrenaline, like it helps. They, they help each other. Yeah and but in this case it's like you just produce adrenaline as if you're about to go bungee jumping
0: which they didn't think
1: was possible yeah you just he he, he literally says <laughs> i took control of my autonomic
0: nervous system and the before the, the that word means yeah. self controlling yeah. like not in your control yeah. and he's like well but they wasn't proved until they started studying him and like holy fuck, he actually is. Is he an anomaly? And then he started bringing groups, and then they were having the same experience yeah, too. Yeah, they had
1: controlled studies, and I mean, look, he has a huge tolerance to cold, and that's built through time. Yeah, he can. He went uh, most of the way up Everest in fucking flip flops and. Uh, I think just shorts and shorts. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone else would lose a toe or something. Like, and I'm sure he came <laughs> close.
0: But uh, there's some fucking amazing photos of him on like a glacier in a meditative state, in like full honestly.
1: It's on my bucket list. I want to do one of his like retreat things, where they all go together in like the. Have you seen what it looks like? They're
0: doing. They're literally. We spoke about this a lot when we talked about the cold baths, but they're doing katas. And they're yeah, just yeah. they're having fun and they're like they're it's, like they're throwing snowballs. Yeah, they're just they're like, not katas. They're just they're they're, they're just, like in a horse dance and they're rocking back
1: and forth yeah. and throwing and like re- karate uh, punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks like a fucking good time, man. Yeah, uh, it does. I kinda I kinda try to do that now. Like I like you know, my brother's one of those people who kinda denies the science of it. He always makes fun of me, like, yeah, Steve Jobs tried that and he's dead. You know, <laughs> like he tried the the natural yeah. medicine route. And I'm uh, it's like, Come on, bro. You're yeah. just like grouping like that's you're, you're straw manning me yeah. like it's not you're, it's not what I'm talking about yeah. you know Wim Hof won't cure cancer it might prevent it I don't fucking know I don't yeah. know how life works yeah. but I then I go in the pool and like it's October and the pool's at 65 and I and I'm not shaking and I'm doing laps and I'm loving nice. it and then I get oh, out of there with a huge smile and whether he notices or not I, I don't care in the end you know I'm not trying to change my brother's yeah. life he's I'm, I'm the younger brother you know I don't yeah. think I have a lot of influence on him but I he can't ignore that.
0: There's something just... I got to come and do that pull, man. Come, bro. 65 is
1: nice. Dude, yeah, it'll get to 60 really soon, and then we can't stay in long. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: remember I did the cryotherapy for the first time. I was invited by this this studio. They just had it, and they, I guess they saw me on Instagram, and they wanted to sponsor me a, a session, so I went. Nice. And she's like, it's going to get cold. You got to be careful. Like, uh, I'm like, don't worry about it. Just put me in. And she's just watching me, and I'm just like... <sighs> Doing the Wim Hof breathing a little bit slower, and then I came out and She's like, "How was I?" I'm like, "I mean, it was good." <laughs> you could have went colder, and she's like, "Look at me, like, what the fuck?" <laughs> I think she put it to like 140 or like some like negative or I don't know what with the. Measure. How long did you stay? Uh, we did, uh, I think, two minutes or three minutes. Was it the Was it a chamber or was
1: it like the below the neck? Uh, My head was exposed. There. Okay. Yeah,
0: and this fucking. Yeah, now it's so advanced that your whole body goes in, right? Like, they have new... I think
1: it's just different technologies. Like, there's there's a freezing-ass room, and I don't know how they get it that cold, but, like, you know, hmm. that's it's definitely better to get your head cold
0: also. I went to a spa where they had a fucking... It looked like a freezer room, and the whole place inside was, like, snow, just, like, frozen snow, and you can just sit on this frozen bench. And it was, like, a fucking, like a fucking kitchen... Uh, freezer at like some restaurant yeah it was so cool man i was in there for like 30 minutes i'm like this is not even cold i'm just breathing here and uh yeah but that was a nice one like that's like it's subtle it's it gets it chills you but it doesn't freeze you i've always been interested because my cold
1: shock is usually like five to 15 minutes Mm. and i'm in the shower and i'm trying to get my whole body wet i'm doing that rotisserie thing like i said last time (laughs) or i'm in the pool you just give in you know, and you try to dunk your head repeatedly because then it like you kind of lose the feeling mm. and then it's cold again. And like, uh, you know, do the breathing technique as needed and etc. et cetera. But like, I'd love the like the idea that something is so cold that like you have to get out after two or three minutes. Like it's it's like dangerous. And mm. like they give you mittens and crocs so that you don't like hurt yourself because <laughs> you could like touch something and your skin will peel off. You know, like I wonder what William Hoff would do in that fucking down some vodka and laugh
0: <laughs> he's like I don't need these fucking mittens <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe fuck
0: but he's yeah. in shape too man I you was know? gonna say he's like fucking once or yogi, twice bro. A day and he's, and he's he's a yogi man if you've seen his uh, his
1: practice it's incredible he has some he has a decent like his hips are very open uh, his fucking you could tell by the shape of his belly that he has like like a good core activation yeah. and like hit, and like when he breathes it's like it's like really deep and big like mm. it expands, like his his diaphragm's not tight, and he does like scorpions and stuff. So he has like good upper body strength and yeah. shoulder mobility. Like I don't know how old he is. He doesn't look super young, but fuck,
0: he moves like a like a thirty year old, twenty five year old. It's incredible, man. Speaking of breathing and core and having a strong core, all that is another influencer you just brought up to me is fucking in the jiu-jitsu world, Hicks and Gracie, man. I think. A lot of people, there's a documentary thing. It's called Fight or something. I can't remember. I would Google H- Hicks and Gracie documentary. Maybe just check it out. Um, this guy, he's like undefeated jujitsu expert. He's a little bit older now, but he he was so intense in breathing. And like he has these videos. What was it called? Choke. Choke, yeah, choke. That's fucking amazing name. It's too documentary. bad though because there's a book and an, and a movie called Choke. Oh, yeah. So it'll get okay. like lost in the It's so good. You have, have you ever seen it? No, no, I'm that's glad that's a really I, good I documentary, to. man. It was it was literally showing him preparing for a fight that was coming up in Japan. Oh cool He goes He's in Japan He goes to like a waterfall It's like freezing cold And he just (laughs) sits in Lotus Under the waterfall And it's We're talking freezing temperatures Yeah And he's just doing this breathing Where you see his belly Like completely inverts And you can see his intestines Like And he's just doing like These weird circles with his belly I think the first time I saw him Was doing that In like the The Ed Norton Hulk movie Okay.
1: He just like it was like this random celebrity cameo, and like no one super knew who he was, but he was doing some crazy breathing techniques, and the joke was that he's like showing Bruce Banner how to control his his body through okay. breathing techniques because he'll fucking Hulk out.
0: Wow. So that's that's relevant. That's recent. That that he got that recognition. Wow. Because
1: I think it. I think it. I'm sure a lot of people like this day and age. You just see something cool in a movie, and you go, "Who the fuck was that guy?" Or what was that technique? Or like you know, like a lot of research goes into it now mm-hmm. you don't just think it's some like w- hand wavy fucking movie magic yeah. especially because it's not CG like you just see the guy doing some cool stuff and then you see his face and you kind of recognize him too you hear his voice there's something he's in the zeitgeist you know he's there is the fight world UFC everything's growing and it's, it's interesting
0: what was that football movie with Adam Sandler 10 yards or um,
1: what the prison movie there? Yeah.
0: yeah I forgot the name of it but uh, Joey Diaz is in there not many people remember that
1: yeah, he's in he's in a few movies and shit. That dude. was an early
0: on Joy Diaz. <laughs> that kind of went under the radar. That's so funny. But Hicks and Gracie, man, he's talking about the power of breathing and that he is in full control of his breath. So when he's fighting, he knows when he can get his opponent out of the breathing cycle. And then when you can disrupt their breathing cycle, they're mass massively weakened. Because he fucks if he are with them at that level. Yes. And when they're doing jujitsu, is like he will put you in positions where he, he feels that your breathing is slowing down or it's you're not having this repetitive breathing cycle where you're holding your breath and trying to get out of something. And he uses that against you. Mm. So how many times you hold your breath, it's no different than getting punched in the stomach in a jujitsu setting. Mm. So different positions, different pressures. You're holding your breath, you're tiring. And once you get tired, you're weak. The whole time he's just breathing in this constant repetitive state. That's amazing. Yeah, it's choke is a fucking great documentary, man. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'm one. I'm gonna rewatch sure. it too because it's been years. I'm telling you, man, it's a one. There's something I, I still haven't fully accepted it, but I, that's what I love
1: most about yoga is any of any any deep practice that, that engages breathing or or use it, utilizes breathing. It's like a steering wheel. It's like it's like all of us are trying to figure out how to steer our lives and we're like pushing this car and and it's like there's actually like an indirect way to more easily control the car and that's why I, I refer to the breath as a steering wheel. It's mm. like you have to step back and actually go through the breath. You can't just will yourself to feel better. Like sometimes you can. Sometimes a, a, a good friend or the right song or something just tells you to fucking like, like just focus in, you know, like just... Mm. just, just don't think that you know and then it's, it's it doesn't work often especially if you're in a really horrible mood but yeah sometimes it's all you need but the the breath it like controls everything it's insane mm. and then these little variations on how you breathe are going to completely change your experience and it's almost like our superpower like we're the aquatic ape like we're we're the monkey that thinks about Breathing, or or even unconsciously, or, or genetically, like just have this deeper control. We have the mammalian dive reflex. Yeah, we can we we go underwater and suddenly our heart rate slows down. We oxygenate more efficiently somehow, and and we we instinctively hold our breath. It's like difficult. Like a baby can get thrown. Uh, they actually do water births, and the baby's fine. I've seen videos of the this. baby is like still getting oxygen through the umbilical cord or some shit, and they I've seen vid- they I saw instinctively videos. instinctively
0: don't breathe. This this swim teacher like for babies we're talking like under <laughs> a year and he would like throw them in the pool <laughs> and, but the baby would like roll over on a bag naturally and just like float and yeah. cry and then float and then is normal and then he'd, he'd roll him back and just <sighs> that's so it funny it so interesting though man it's like fucking intense but like so interesting that they they know how to maneuver through that that's the, obviously that's, don't
1: i just dropped aquatic ape yeah, don't throw babies. That's what yeah, you were gonna say. Yeah. Don't throw babies. Just don't, in don't any test context. This.
0: Yeah, don't even listen to me. Google it. Find your research. If you throw your baby in because of me, that's your fault. Yeah, plausible deniability. So, um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? You got a mean phone call in six months. <laughs> I threw my baby in the fucking water. <laughs> I, I hate this of, podcast. Piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Uh, imagine they just turn the <laughs> podcast off and go. I'm gonna throw my baby. You'd be surprised what kind of people are out there, man. I would not. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something though, I forgot. Oh yeah, I just I just said aquatic ape, yeah. like as if everyone knows what I'm talking about. In case you don't, like there's a theory that why like why we're hairless monkeys is because we are like an offshoot. We evolved to be aquatic. We evolved to be like a hair like like we're hairless so we swim more easily we we can dry off more easily we can like irradiate like we can we can bring like our body our our skin somehow just like through this kind of weird osmosis like just mm. creates heat when when the water is on the skin and we evaporate the heat like the it, it takes energy but it's just a thing our skin does nice. our our hands get clammy for no reason other than to like grip more easily in the water mm. our the rest of our body doesn't do that just our hands and our feet it's why true, yeah? it's yeah. fucking awesome and wow. there's there's a, I think it's in like I forgot where, but there's there's this like uh, I want to say like near Thailand, I can't remember right now. But there's these people that hunt fish, and like since they were kids, they just go like spear fishing or something.
0: I've seen that. And th- there's a BBC documentary on it. Yeah, or they, a clip. They they can
1: they they essentially like squint underwater and they can see, like they they eyes have evolved to like their lenses can bend or something or their yeah. I don't know if it's their cornea or the actual lens or something, but they they can fucking see underwater. Like, I can't see underwater. I mean, I can't see without my glasses anyway,
0: but. Have you seen that video? It's like a seven minute clip or a five minute clip. And so they were, vi- they were, this fisherman, some part of some tribe in like, I think in Indonesia or something. Hmm. He went, plunged 20 feet down with a spear. Onto, oh the, onto the floor of the ocean Oh I did see that and he's recently running in slow motion Yeah yeah And he's just holding his breath For like yeah. five minutes Yeah and I think they said it was uh, For that video it was five But it's been up to like Seven eight minutes That he can hold his breath yeah. And he just in the water Just spears a fucking fish Yeah hand it. spear Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have the guns And just, just comes wha- back up With the fish yeah. Like wow You that's, know That's your life man You gotta eat <laughs> How adaptable the human can be Yeah In all conditions That's intense Jeez, fucking.
1: Yeah, what's that guy's name? David Attenborough, like the voiceover guy. He just made From everyone that video. F- Probably no, yeah. but like I feel like I saw a lot of stuff like that in like the Planet Earths and all those yeah. cool. Like that became a popular thing for a while. Like I feel like Netflix didn't realize right away the potential, and then all this kind of like this documentary lovers made that worthwhile, and then mm. and now it just exploded, and now there's fucking. <laughs> Like, stupid doc. There's even like dumb documentaries that are like, What? Why is this a document? Why does this exist?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but like there's an audience like for Planet Earth and stuff like that. Those kind of hour long videos of just like animals in their habitat. It's so cool, too, just to see
1: other like one of them was called Humans, I think, or something like that, or Human Earth. And it was just like the the same thing, but just how different people lived in different parts of the world. Wow. And it was fascinating to think that we're the same thing. Like we have such a closed, specific culture, and everyone else feels that way. Even if you're some weird fucking Mongolian uh, h- falcon breeder, and you're riding a yak, and you're fucking like bow and arrowing your fucking breakfast. Like you're, you're yeah. you have this vast riding empty. I don't know.
0: I'm just making shit. <laughs> up. I just pictured the scariest <laughs> fucking human
1: alive i'm sure they're very nice people though i'm sure they're very humble and they have they have a certain lifestyle that demands a certain kind of tribal like (laughs) gratitude and and empathy and all that but anyway i'm 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 not here to defend mongols i'm just (laughs) (laughs) never thought i'd say that (laughs) my point is like we're all in a bubble it's just how humans work there was this line from a community i love that show dan Harmon is another influencer i'll throw his name out there i love him i love all his writing he's a genius he's a good guy too he's interesting but he but the pierce the character uh for uh in the show i don't know if you're familiar with it. it doesn't matter but this guy is like <clears throat> going deaf in the show and he explains how he, like m- humans are not meant to hear further out because he buys this like weird thing called earoculars so okay. that he can hear really far it's it's a funny show and he says like he's like wh- he says something really profound and he says like you're supposed to just hear he's like the people around you are the loved ones. They're the ones that you're supposed to be listening to. Hmm. He just had this weird like epiphany, like humans are not meant to hear <laughs> nice. so yeah. far away. But he actually said something really profound, you know, and it, like we're just innately in a bubble. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's what human is. And that's part of why we're freaking out all the time is because I just have this weird rectangle of glass in my pocket that is essentially a anxiety manufacturing, like a factory right. of, of, Fear and
0: of all the above,
1: even if it's not emotions. directly fear, yeah. there's an overload of information. Yeah. And like I feel like one of my maxims in life lately, I'm trying to develop it is the body and the mind are a temple. Mm. I I have to be careful
0: what I consume, both on multiple levels and yeah. well both physically, but also what you're putting in your body and what you're putting in your mind.
1: Yeah, the body mind connection is a huge topic in in yoga circles because yeah. it's like you're trying to almost you have to talk about it obviously as separate things often Hmm. but they're not they're just not and that's why through the body through the breath you can manipulate and
0: they're deeply connected and and influenced by each other right you can't really separate them and there's
1: there's, there's biofeedback loops you know that's why mudras work I think you know like someone says like uh, uh, smile and you'll feel better because you feel you smile when you feel good so smile and you'll feel good that's how the that's so cool and so then like you have these anxieties these way that you might like interpret the your emotions through your hands mm-hmm. through your whole body yep. and then why not do those things and then suddenly that affects your body it comes mm-hmm. back to you it's a loop it's biofeedback it's yeah. something i don't know it's, that's not necess- that's not technically like the term biofeedback is like you being plugged up to a machine yeah and like being able to see what you're producing so you can manipulate it so it's like not really the right term but who cares fuck i'm not it. a fucking dictionary google it google it motherfucker. fuck on my face i ain't Boom. a professional we're just here to be honest and awesome and show you some cool stuff stop putting the screws to me nate just like that we, did, <laughs> we just did an hour and a half buddy it's
0: done it's done man oh dude we didn't talk about anybody we wanted to talk about <laughs> it's always like that oh that's funny but uh terrence mckenna google that bitch